Romans the fourth chapter, Romans the fourth chapter, verse 17 through 24, as for the scripture as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even uh, God who quickeneth uh, the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in the faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet uh, the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded what that he had promised, uh, he was able, hallelujah, also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Uh, now, it was not, it, now it was not written for his sake alone. This is your part. Uh, that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed. If we believe on him and raise him that raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. And so far, the scripture I want to talk about today, hold on to your word. Hold on to your word. I received a letter some time ago. Uh, it said, Dear Prophet Davis, <laughs> I pray that all is well. I write this email on behalf of my youth ministry in New York City. Songs of Solomon. Annually, we take, a hour, we take a tour that is targeted towards evangelism and college preparation for our senior members. We were in Detroit, Michigan at Great Emmanuel Temple of Deliverance under the pastorate of Prophet Eric Frank Mitchell. And uh, there was an outpouring of the Spirit. He began to speak over our children that they would be future doctors, lawyers, teachers, preachers, and that they would all be going to college. You prophesied scholarships and breakthrough for the children. I held on to the word that all the children would go to college with the needed financial. I held on to the word that all the children would. I held on to the word that all the kids would go to college and financial assistance. I just wanted to share with you that this year's graduating class is 100% college admission with all the students receiving sizable scholarships. Uh, we were granted two full ride scholarships to Utah State University. The word has come to pass three years later. They're going to college. They've all received scholarships. Praise God, Chantel Ara Wright, founder of Songs of Solomon. In 1974, I was in the sixth grade class, went to Howe Elementary. During a break, my sixth grade teacher looked at me. Harry Haynes was his name. He had a pressing curl. He had on a green sweater uh, V-neck with his arm, with the arms cut, and he had a white shirt on under that. He was always prim and proper. One of the first men I ever saw outside of my grandfather that dressed prim and proper. You could smell him coming down the hall like they say I do coming to church. 
And he looked over at me at his desk. And he simply said, now understand, I'm a young man coming from uh, New York. Had not been to school that much. Truant officer used to come to my, my mama's house. So whatever I can read and write now, it's only because of the grace of God. And he looked at me and he said, you're not like the rest of these kids. Mr. Harry Haynes looked at me and said, you will be great one day. I never knew what the name, what the, what the meaning of great sounded like because my mother never told me that. She told me that when I was in her womb, she tried to get a clothes hanger and pull me out. So I never knew the, 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 the sound of being great. She called me MFs. She called me Bs. She called me all kind of names. Uh, so I never knew what great sounded like. You see, I've been working ever since I was seven to eight years old at the corner store, uh, gourmet treats right across the street from the Wesley Apartments, 8th Avenue and 55th Street in New York City. I watched my mother go and uh, sell her body. I watched my stepfather shoot up in the bathroom with his band, Sam and Dave, you know, hold on, I'm coming, I'm a soul man. And, uh, and so I was always around greatness, but I didn't know what greatness sound like for my own life. So I, I didn't know what that really meant. 30-something, 40-something years later, I'm still holding on to Harry Haynes' word. Now, I, I need you to understand in these fleeting moments that a lot of things that have happened since that word was given to me, there's a lot of, there's a lot of adversity and storms that I've been through. I remember when I was uh, uh, just graduating from school, I was standing down the street, Mac and French Road, Mac and Hardy. Uh, I was standing at Miss Walker's house, and I was showing her my graduation pictures. I was so proud because I was the first one, not Billy, my daddy, not Joanna, my auntie, graduated from high school. I was so proud to show my high school pictures that I had worked and paid for myself and, and and as I'm standing there a gunman comes down the street shooting at somebody else and uh, hits me blood start gushing out of my out of my wrist bullets uh, fragments still there if I'd have just moved up one inch the doctor said it glazed your heart your chest it would have went in your heart just one inch I've been through a lot I've been through divorce I've been through many things more than one divorce I made bad decisions. I made bad choices, but I held on. You ain't going to help me preach, Pastor Danny. You just here. I held on to the word. I think I can go because I think y'all got it already. You need to understand that adversity doesn't stop the word that's over your life. That, that, that afflictions and, and sickness and disease doesn't stop. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Because the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but mm, the Lord shall deliver them out of them all. There are so many of you today that has a word, Alicia, that's over your life, Felicia. I stand here today, I stand here today, Tyra, to tell you uh, to not let go of your word that's over your life. Sister Maggie, I don't care how old you are. Hold on to your, to your word. I got 12 minutes and 20 seconds to go. It, it, it's the word that makes you uh, toss and turn. That word that makes you stay up all night. That word that's in your belly sometimes that makes you tear up and, 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 and cry and fall out because you know that there's something better than what you see right now. It's that word that keeps you motivated to keep going. My son, before I, I start preaching this, he just texted me before I came over. It was a confirming word. He said, man, man, I, I'm just so proud of you how you just Greg. Uh, and you got to understand, coming from Greg, we've not always had a great, great relationship. He said, 
I'm so, just before I came over here, Pastor Dana was praying. And he said, man, I'm so proud of you, the way you just keep going and going and going. I said, what's wrong, son? He said, nothing. I'm just looking back over your life, daddy, and I'm looking how you just keep going. And it motivates me. I said, Greg, I ain't got nothing else. But to keep going, I don't know nothing else. You know, some people say I'm insensitive. I'm, I, I, you know, I don't have any, I don't have any emotions because uh, people can die and I'm still going. No, 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 because I know that's a word mm -hmm. over my life. That word that keeps you motivated to keep moving when everyone keeps, uh, keeps stopping. That word, that word, it's, it's a word that's over your life that keeps saying moving. You don't keep talking about it, but you know there's something in you. There's something in you that is holding the reins. That's what the old folks said. It's also that word that when you tell people about the word over your life they start laughing and they start saying he he ha ha that'll never happen to you because we came up in the same neighborhood but in every family I gotta go y'all in every family there is one that God raises up and changes the whole cycle the whole trajectory of a family when you see Pastor Dana working hard she's not just working hard for herself she's working hard for five y'all ain't saying nothing and then two that's coming behind the five and those that are yet in the loins of the children that she has. We work because there's a word over our life. How am I say? Not only over our life, but CCOD, CCOD, especially there's a word over your life. Y'all ain't saying nothing. We come to celebrate him. We come to celebrate life and one another. I don't care if we got to do it in our homes. There's a word. There's a word. There's a word over our life. Somebody, somebody, it was your grandparents. Somebody, it was your mama. It was your father. It was big mama. It was auntie. It was uncle. It was mother Harris, y'all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The cornerstone. Uh-huh. The, the cornerstone owner, your neighbor, a teacher. Uh-huh. In those days, policemen that walked the street. Uh-huh. They weren't beating us up then. They was, they was, they was the policemen in the neighborhood that walked the beat. I came to tell somebody today, there's a what over your lives. There's a word that, uh, Craig, that nobody else hears it. There's a word that you just hear. It's the thing that makes you get up in the morning and keep going. My grandfather used to tell me, he said, boy, you're the only one in the family that I never had to wake you up. Every morning he was waking up, Joe, get up. That's Joanna, my auntie. Get up. We was like, sister, get up. It's time to go to school. And she go back to sleep. I was out the door every morning because there's a word. <laughs> uh -huh. There's a word, Mr. Hanks said, you're going to be great. I didn't know what that meant. So instead of me going to Southeastern High School, which was right around the corner, you know where we just got through worshiping, right around the corner, I took the bus every day from Mac and French Road. The bus stop was right across the street from the house. And I get on the bus, you only ain't saying nothing, and I go to Murray Wright, two buses. I take the Mac Avenue downtown, and then I get on the Finkel bus, uh -huh. and then I get on the Finkel bus and go to 12th uh -huh, and Grand River, and I walk to school sunshine and rain i never miss the day you know why because when there's a word when there's a word on your life it makes you get up in the morning i don't understand lazy people uh-huh uh-huh i don't understand lazy people maybe there's no word on your life but when there is a word on your life it makes you get up when you don't feel like it it makes you work even when you should be sleeping when there's a word on your life somebody say a word some of you here today mm -hmm, i charge you I charge you uh -huh, to rekindle the word that's already over your life. Come here, come here, come here. What you want, Timothy? Stop 
the gift that's in you. You're trying to get a new word. Uh-huh. You run into every prophet. You own every live. You own every periscope. You trying to listen to get a, I need a word. No. You need to work the word you got. The word that's already on your life. The word that's in your belly. Uh-huh. You ain't. The reason why you can't get these other words is because you ain't worked the other word. There's one word. And let me tell you something. You don't need one word. You don't need one. You don't need a lot of words. All you need is one word. One thing that I remember I taught y'all. The one thing. The one. There's one word that will unlock everything. The Bible declares unto us that the promises of God are received by faith. So then we come to the conclusion that the only way we can hold on to the word is oh, that's over our lives is how? How do we hold on to the word that's over our lives? I'm glad you asked. Come here, Ira. Uh, it is through faith. It is through Jesus and through faith. Understand, that's what the devil wants. He wants your faith. If he can get your faith, if he can get your faith, if he can have your faith, he will, she will cause you not to receive the promises of God. The enemy wants to kill your faith. Uh-huh. I say kill my faith in one. Uh-huh. He wants you to kill your faith to stop believing. And when you stop believing, you stop receiving. And when you stop receiving, the word won't come over your come to pass over your life. Uh-huh. But I need somebody to type in right now one word over my life. One word. The Bible says in Jeremiah 1 and 12 then said the Lord unto me thou hast well seen Mm-hmm. For I will hasten. Mm-hmm. I will hasten my word to perform it. I, I'm going. I'm going to hasten. I'm going to rush to perform it. Whenever God puts a word over your life, the Bible says He is not a man that He shall lie, nor the Son of Man that He shall repent. If God has a word over your life, He is able to hasten that He will perform it. Let me remind you that God is going to do uh-huh, His part, but you can't let go of what has been said over your life. God will do just what he says. The book of Romans uh-huh, uh-huh, is the most important, uh, the most formal book that Paul has written. It's systematic of Paul's epistles. The main theme of Romans is uh, that righteousness comes as a free gift of God and is received by faith and faith alone. How do you receive it? By faith and by faith alone. By faith, the elders obtained a good report. Y'all ain't going to say nothing, but I feel like preaching in here. Mm-hmm. It is Paul's most important epistle. Help me preach, God. It's Paul's uh, important epistle. He opens it by declaring the theme that the gospel is the power of salvation unto everyone that believes. For we are not ashamed. Help me preach, uh, Craig. We are not ashamed of the gospel. This declaration is then uh, held in suspension until chapter 3, verse 21, when Paul uh, digresses to show that all people are in need of salvation. We don't talk about salvation no more. We just want to grab and haul it. But at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and tongue confess. The Gentiles have broken the law of conscience and the Jews the law of Moses. But Paul then returns to his opening theme in the first chapter in a classic statement of the Christian gospel. He explains that righteousness comes by the grace of God through man's trust in the saving works of Christ. And here in our text, the 
Bible said he brings Abraham into testify. Paul brings up the old man Abraham, the father of faith. Verse number one and two, he asks, was Abraham saved by the good deeds? Does he have a reason to boast? Verse number three, the scripture tells us Abraham believed God. That's why God canceled his sins and declared him not guilty. Let me rewind it again. He said, you know what? Abraham believed and God canceled his sins and declared him not guilty. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We can get to commune, babies, in three minutes. He canceled his sins. Ain't that good news? Somebody, Sister Angie, shout on your bed. Evangelist, shout on your bed. Because that means no matter how much I've done, no matter if I was guilty, no matter if I caught, got caught, oh, strickling with my hand in the cookie jar, that means God can cancel my sins. Not guilty. Yes, I did it. Yes, I messed up. Yes, I sinned. Yes, I was a homemonger. Yes, I was a homosexual. Yes, I was a robber. Oh, but he canceled it at the cross of Jesus. And so, verse number four. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I didn't mean to go here, but I feel the Holy Ghost. Verse number four, he earned it by the good things he did. No, uh, it's a gift. If you earn it by being good, then you wouldn't be, it wouldn't be free. Let me rewind the BB. I said, if you earned it, Felicia, by being good, Dina, uh-huh, uh-huh, then uh -huh, it would not be free. Uh, it's given to those uh, who do not work for it. You can't do enough to earn your not guilty status. They say Trump getting ready to pardon himself. I don't care how much he pardoned himself. Only Jesus can forgive you of your sins. And you know what you got to do, Mr. President? You got to repent of all your sins and come before him and say that he is Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost. And verse number nine, and verse number nine. So it is given to those who have faith in Christ, but also keep the law of the Jews. No, for the answer to this question, when did God give him the blessing to Abraham? When did God give the blessing to Abraham? Was it before circumcision or after? Y'all ain't saying nothing. It wasn't until later after God had promised to bless him because of his faith. It wasn't according to his circumcision and the law. Ceremonies can't do nothing for you. You can come to church every Sunday. A ceremony. That's why we ain't having them no more right now. Because we got so caught up in ceremonies. Ain't about your ceremony. Ain't about your pump and circumstances. Ain't about your, your big hats. But it's by faith. The Bible says. Without faith it is impossible. Ooh. 
Don't you push me, boy. I feel it. It wasn't until later. Mm -hmm. So then we can conclude as I go. It is your faith that brings forth the blessing of God. It is not, it is not rituals or ceremonies. They, they can be broken. You can break ceremonies. We ain't got no ceremonies going on right now. But we're still living by faith. God is pushing all of us to live by faith. It is COVID time. And he's pushing us to live by faith. Uh, as it is written in verse number 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. It hasn't manifested yet. But I made thee. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You are MIT. Not a minister in training. A millionaire in training, Chrissy. It ain't manifested yet. Matter of fact, let me go and drop this. This was the year of vision. To write the vision. I'm working on my book for next year. And it's going to be the year that we wear masks. But we still going to see manifestation. Good evening, y'all. Good morning. Good evening. God's getting ready to manifest. If you wrote the vision, he's about to manifest it. How's going to happen? It's going to happen by faith. But you got to hold on to the word. And I hear God saying, don't let go. I'm just holding on. I'm just holding on. Holding on. And I won't let go. I got to go, y'all. I got to leave you. But I'm out of here. Goodbye, y'all. Hold on to your word. Don't let go. Abraham was 90-something years old. And here come Isaac at 100. Hold on to your word. Breakers may dash. Lightning may flash. But he promised. I said he promised. He promised. And never. And never. You are toxic. You made me preach and I didn't want to do that. Verse 18. Verse 18. Verse 18. Who against hope, he believed in hope that he might become who he already was. I'll let that rest right there. I said he believed in hope mm -hmm. that he might become Somebody say I'm becoming. That he might become who? Who already he, who he already was. I often get in this discussion. Pastor Dan, Craig. When does a woman become a wife? When she was born. She was a, she was a wife. Eve was already a wife. You just don't give him all the wife stuff before you become the wife though. You're already the wife. <laughs> I'm a husband even though I'm single that's my biggest problem I give too much too soon I'm already what he made me Y'all ain't saying. I'm just waiting for the manifestation to show he was already a father of many nations with Ishmael but Ishmael wasn't the one Isaac was the one 
You already. Stop saying what you're not. You're canceling it out. So you are becoming who you already are. You're becoming what he has already spoken over your life. So all you got to do is hold on to it. According to that which is spoken, he held on to that which was spoken. He was sent something when it was spoken. Verse 19, he wasn't weak in the faith. You can't be weak in your faith. Your faith has to be strong. Come pray for us, Pastor Daniel. You cannot consider the circumstances. He staggered not at the promise. Stagger means he didn't waver. He didn't waver. He didn't waver. He didn't buckle under pressure. He held on to the word. How I'm going to have a baby? Sarah laughed. She better be lucky that God didn't put the promise in somebody else. He was strong. He was strong in giving glory to God. That's how I do it. I don't stagger. I don't waver. I don't care what comes at me. Do I always? Bishop, you seem like you feel good all the time. No, I don't. Many times I've stood right here and felt like doing this. This might have been one of the days. You never know. Oh, but when the lights come on and he said, let's go, and the clock go to rolling. Because I know where my help comes from. He was fully persuaded that he who promised, that he who promised could do what he said. God will do what he said he would do. Stand by his word. He will come through. God will do. Said he would do. He's not a man that he should lie. He will come through. God will do. You can stand back because I done spit all over the place. I don't want you to have Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word has fallen on fertile ground to accomplish what it is set out to do. Father, we thank you now in the name of Jesus that we are standing on the word that you have promised our lives, that you have spoken over our lives. And we thank you now in the name of Jesus that we will be wise, hallelujah, on how we speak about the promises that you have over our lives. And we give your name praise. We give your name glory now. We thank you for the man of God who has preached your word to us today. And we give your name glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. It is so, amen.